Welcome to America's Heroes Group podcast with information and resources that's disseminated intentionally to empower our military population with host Vietnam veteran Cliff Kelly, co-host Iraq veteran Colonel Dr. Damon Arnold, and co-host Army National Guard veteran Sean Claiborne. And now, America's Heroes Group podcast. partner she serves she matters today is saturday may 21st 2022 may 21st my magic number may is mental health awareness and military caregiver month our host is cliff kelly i'm sean claiborne the co-host our executive producer is glenda smith and our digital media producer is ivan ortega of scouts honor productions we have our panelists on the line miss rochelle crump she's a u.s army veteran founder and president of national women's veterans united and also Ms. Sharon stokes Perry, U.S. Marine veteran and board chair of the, of the NWVU, the National Women's Veterans United. And we're going to talk about something called Freedom for All. So let us know about that, Rochelle. How are you doing? Hi, I'm finding yourself. Pretty good. So good to be back with you guys. Glad and you, you know, that's while. right. Yeah, it's been a minute. Been a yes, minute it has talk. been. And thank you so much for the invitation. I appreciate it. And when you talk about freedom for all, that's just what it is. It's freedom for all, and it's a choice to have a voice. You know, when you talk about those things, every woman, I have to speak on behalf of me, a woman, and a veteran, and my own feelings about my body, about how I approach life journeys and you know, things that affect me most, mentally, emotionally, physically, and I should have that right to have a choice and have a voice. And so, you know, today we're talking about the complicated decisions that people have to make. You know, a lot of times when when we look at a man being involved in the process of it, he doesn't necessarily have the physical part of it. You only have the mental and emotional part of making a decision for this topic. Mm-hmm. So when we talk about the complications of it, everyone is going to have an opinion. But the opinion and the direct decision rests with the person whose body it is. You want me to stop right there? No, no, go ahead. Keep keep on, keep on. Okay. All right. Great. You know, one of the things that I, I saw recently, and that was where Senator Collins, you know, wrote a statement about the issue, and she said it best when she stated the highest court in the land is saying to a woman, you have no power and you have no value to make those decisions that affect you. There is so much involved in the process of abortion. Mm-hmm. for various reasons. You talk about families making a decision whether or not they can afford it, whether or not there are health issues that are related to the decisions. There's so many reasons why that has to be a decision. But you also look at the woman who may have been raped and may not necessarily reported as a rape. Now, they have things now that prevent pregnancy, that um, pill that they take, the morning after pill, 
you know, they have the decisions to basically carry out the pregnancy and then do adoption or they abandon the child and there's, an, you know, a whole process after that as well for the child itself who was born, who was not actually wanted and how that child grows up and probably go, grows up in a system like DCFS or state mental ward or something to that effect. Or when they get older and they've been adopted, the first thing they do is they go look for who they are and why they were not wanted. And those things that have held them back all of those years or affected them uh, permanently because of the choice that was made. And so, you know, for me, a woman should have the right, the ultimate right to make a decision whether or not she is going to be pregnant. And it also takes you back to the Constitution of the United States when we the people were not necessarily the people they were talking about because certainly they were not talking about women as part of we the people. Now, we all know that. Mm -hmm. And it takes you also to that painful time of the generations where women didn't have a choice as slaves and they had to bear children from the slave master. They had no choice. They had no voice. So you look at those things and how it affects you even now, and just saying that about slave master gives me chills. And so when I look at the Constitution and those who are in oath to make those decisions, then who the hell are they? to make those type of decisions for me or for someone who does not want to bear that burden. So this is, but this is go back to the question then. So we're talking about that. And like I said, we're looking at it from a, from a non-biased, just open argument, open perspective. We're talking about abortion. If we're talking about abortion specifically, then when does a child's life become a child's life? And when is it just about accumulation of cells in a woman's womb? So therefore, is I it, think when that is, it, when is, is a medical I think that it's a medical decision but, but it's, but because I'm sure at some point in. But there's got to be a, but there has yeah. to be a moment. It has to be a scientific point where that occurs. So a lot of the textbooks say this reading on the different information, the textbooks seem to say that it begins at conception, but then you, then it gets into more complicated questions about, okay, well, people say, well, when does a child have consciousness? It happens at around seven weeks after the first trimester. Hence, we have the, some of those restrictive laws that say, okay, maybe after after that seventh week, which is not enough time. And that's science. People, right. Doing that, but it's not enough time, though, for most a lot of women who don't even know they're pregnant in seven weeks. You know, they want they, that this rules them out of abortion. So when are we? When do we say then that a per, a child's life is a child's life? Which is really, literally, it's the whole argument, the the main d- dividing line, the main argument we're trying to get down to the bottom of. No, the main <laughs> decision is the woman. That's the decision maker, pretty much. Now, we wouldn't be talking about rights. We would be talking about the medical complications of someone who would pursue that, knowing that it would bring harm to them. And again, it's up to the risk of that woman who is making that decision. So if, in fact, doctors are not, licensed 
to do abortions after a certain time, then that's something totally different. Well, that's not what we're, that's not what we're talking because about. Because at we're that talking about, point. But wait, wait, wait. We're not talking about that part of it. What we're saying is the court, when they wrote the law of Roe v. Wade, when they wrote the law of Roe v. Wade, they broke it down in trimesters. Yeah. And they started restricting abortions after that second trimester. But based on what you're saying is a woman should have the right to do it up until, you know, the day before the, the baby's coming out. I would. No, that's not what I said. I said when it is not a medical issue, that's different. Okay, all right. If, in fact, that law prevents medical certified doctors to say that this would do a certain thing, it would make the, it would kill the woman, it would basically, you know, just, uh, I would just say just kill her. Mm-hmm. And then that becomes murder for them to do it. That's something different. Okay. So, that, again, that's I, can, totally I think different. most people would but agree. But that's not in there. Right, but I think most people will agree that yeah, if the woman's life is at stake, and there are a lot of people out there that want it, that want to be extreme and say no. Even when the woman's life, you should you should go and and take a chance and see if the baby and, comes out okay, and you live too. I mean, when the woman's life and is that's where we go back. Mm-hmm. Go ahead. And that's where we go back to freedom for all. Mm-hmm. Okay. The freedom to have a voice and the freedom to have a choice, because it's my body. Now, if I get medical advice that tells me not to do it. And that they are licensed not to do it, that's a whole nother ball game. And when we talk about that, that should be included in that, in that bill. Mm-hmm. Miss, it's simple. It's, it's, it's not. This is too complicated, way more complicated, I think. They no, can. they're making it complicated. They're making it complicated because they want to have a voice in it and it doesn't even concern them. That's the thing. I think what generally are, it does not confirm that. This is all males, and how many women on that Supreme Court? But this, but a lot of women, and even like you have a lot of women organizations that are also pro life, and also they have they have mm-hmm. that you know they talk about this and, and are against it, and a lot of their arguments coming from women as well. But I think it's I think it's extremely complicated. Like the my big thing, my big concern is I don't want anybody any babies dying. That's 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 my that's my concern, and I don't want any woman dying either. And I think we need to put more information, more information, and also more resources into prevention and making smarter decisions and, and taking control of our bodies, both men and women, so that we don't have on these on, on pregnancies. And the data shows and suggests that, um, in fact, that we are as a society getting a little bit better at that. You know, but then, and technology is also helping that along the way as well. I think we could concentrate a lot on that. You know, when we look at the Roe versus Wade law, even if you're even if you're pro-life, the way the law is written. It acknowledges, I'll read again in the last segment, so this, going back to 1972, in the 72 decision, the Supreme Court ruled that the restrictive abortion laws in Texas violated Rose's constitutional right to privacy, namely the right to mm-hmm. make, make decisions about her own body, okay? Can't argue correct. about that, making decisions that about correct. her own body. However, the court did also say, Justice did acknowledge that there was a balance to strike between a woman's unmitigated right to privacy and the state's potential interest in the child's life, meaning that the, that they can't say as as scientists or biologists or, or or doctors when is a child's life a bunch of cells versus a human being or, or when is it when is it murder and not murder based on science we don't because we can't we don't seem to have a definitive answer on that or or a consensus well, then, what's the, then what's the issue then then because, what is the real issue so it's like saying if i press this button you might kill somebody you might not they're gonna still press the button that's that's the really what the question is and does that preclude does that preclude a professional medical 
doctor from doing that? The doctors will do based on what the law allows them to do. There's always going to be a market. There you go. And that's where you get the freedom for all at because it is available to them as a choice and to have a voice as to what it is they will do for their own bodies. So until such time as science and the medical doctor can assert that they just can't do it because it's murder and that's a law, then there should be no argument. But that's, because that's, the woman should have a choice there because they're making it complicated. But, but, but it is complicated. So when when does a child? Yes, it life, is complicated. But when so when does a child's life begin? When is it? When is a child not a bunch of cells versus a human being? And, and we just had that conversation. Right, nobody, nobody there's agrees. no proof of it. There's no science of it. There is science. The science says that life begins at conception. That's what the, if you read any medical textbook, that's what that's the thing that keeps coming back over and over and over again, and everybody seems to agree. Then on that. why is there not a law that says that a medical doctor cannot do abortion? Because that's why the, is that, that not is exactly the law? Have, but that's exactly what we're in the middle of the law. That's the law that seems to be coming down the pike. <laughs> that's the thing. And, and the thing about it is this, when they make that decision, it will be different from that statement that you just said that it is when the child is produced. Because at that point, it's not even called a child. Yeah, we just lost him for there. Lost me for a second. But that's, I mean, that's the thing of it is. Like, so my concern is this. I am concerned about privacy for, for women. Okay. I can't make the decision. I can't. I don't. I don't have the answers. I have no idea when a child is a child, when a child is not a child. You know, some. I mean, science says one thing, but then science can also say certain other things, and it gets into philosophical questions, and it starts to get people that have religious input on it, things like that. I'm all for a woman having the right to their own body, but then once again, and that's the freedom. That is the their fact of freedom for all. Mm-hmm. Oh, Sharon, the you're freedom on, you're on for their choice. Too. What's it, Sharon? Are you there with and us? And the freedom for their voice. Sharon, you there with us? I'm, I'm sorry. Yeah. So what is, what is, right. So, t- so, t- so, tell us what do you? What's your thought on this topic as well? And then, and what is freedom for all? Still, explain to me what freedom for all is. That an act? Is that legislation? What is that all about? I, I think it should be an act. I mean, there, as science grows, uh, so does uh, the spectrum of understanding exactly what is birth, what is a child. There, there, there's even conversation that men will be able to bear children in the near and dear future. How is that? Uh, how, so, how is a man going to bear a child? You know, I would have asked you, how would people have prosthetic limbs? Mm-hmm. Well, the thing is, what, the, I think where that ago, question comes from is... Leg. So oh, science okay. is in loose and bounds. You know, we're cloning things, we're creating things, and things can be created. But I guess my point would be the United States sanctions murder every day. Mm-hmm. If, if we want to really get to the nitty-gritty as a military uh, woman veteran, you know, I say don't, don't tread on my uterus. Let me be in charge of my body. This is a private, it's a personal decision that either a female makes alone or she makes in the company of her support system. 
and basically the government needs to mind their own business. So do you, do you like the way Roe versus Wade is written now? Do you think it's sufficient, the way the law stands? What I think it is similar to any other federal law. Once the general law is passed, it's up to the states mm-hmm. that are involved. And there should not just be a blanket decision made without the state being involved to, to say uh, what is legal and what is not legal. That's why we have a judicial system. And if the interpretation was right in the first place, and I think they got it right because it is a matter of privacy, and we know what lengths we go through to ensure that people's private medical affairs are kept private. And if this is a medical procedure, then why is that not private also? So then, so once again, we're going back to the law. If the law says, okay, we understand privacy, but then yet still we're concerned about the child's life. So they put limits and restrictions on what they couldn't, what they, and their limited understanding, because they're not, you know, they're not God. They can't say, okay, this is what it is, this is what it's not. They're not ultimate science. They don't know. They're not, you know, scientists or biologists. That being said, where does that balance? How do you how do you view the balance that the court even mentioned in their own um, language about uh, the child's life versus privacy? Well, when you talk about life, can I just say this? Mm-hmm. Don't just look at why are they just looking at the life of you know, someone whose sperms have connected and now you're pregnant. What about the life of the child who is born who is not wanted or is born with mental health issues and nobody is there to take care of them, not even the state, because they fail in that project? So would you? So, that so don't just look at one piece of that legislation because that's going to be huge down the line. All right, so you're saying that we should... If, in fact, they banned it, hmm? I'm saying, so that, in that case, and so what would you say to people that have to raising children with autism, raising p- children with disabilities, raising children that, you know, that have all kinds of different health issues that may need care for the rest of their lives? Or the, the people that are on the street that are out there that don't have the support systems that suffer from mental illness, suffer from different types of things, physical And illness. those women who are mentally ill out here and people taking advantage of them, men taking advantage of them, impregnating them, and then they become pregnant. The child is born with mental health issues. The child then goes into a mental health institution, and then it goes on from there and on from there. Or if the child is born and someone adopts it, then they're basically uh, the process of taking care of that child and trying to make sure that that child stays alive pretty much so are you saying those people should never be so born? that's the life that's if they're born right but so if they are born what do you so are you saying those people that are in that situation should not be born because those women there are many of them no i'm asking i'm asking you a question that, do you think do you think those people that are have these the types of people you're just, just described people that are unwanted they're in institutions or on the street should they do they have a right to life or not they have a right to have a choice and a voice as long as they can speak it. If they're not in a mental institution where they have 
determined that that person is incompetent and cannot make decisions, that's another story. If, in fact, they have not been in that situation, they have a voice. Okay. So then, so how did you come up with Freedom for All? Like, how did how did this how is this a movement or is this something that that that, uh, that your organization is doing? But what is this all? What is it? How did they come to fruition? Because we believe we took the oath of office for Freedom for All, didn't we? Isn't that in the Constitution? Uh, if you can ask that, we should all should have freedom, <laughs> freedom to do, even though we the people wasn't about we the people. Right, that's kind of like that's kind of debatable. Based there on are the some sections in there that <laughs> yeah. they have. <laughs> they amending it every time, every every little bit ago to try to get it closer to that definition. But <laughs> there you go, there you go. So you don't just make some things fit and everything fits in one box or one shoe because it don't happen like that. Right. But still, just getting back, getting back to the to the to the main part, the crust of the of like I think the debate of what's going on across the country. You know, like uh, most people, I think, agree that a person should have control over their own body, should have the pri- privacy when it comes to those types of issues. I have a serious problem with the law that's, uh, in Texas and some other states are trying to adopt this idea that you're going to report your neighbor, report somebody because you saw them with a child and didn't see them with a child. They were pregnant one day and you, now you saw that they weren't pregnant. So you reported to some authority and authority is going to come in and, and you know, and investigate and see if what happened and, and start criminalizing you know, I think abortion, no matter what, doesn't make sense to criminalize. It, don't, it doesn't seem like a, a solution to even, even go down that path. But because of the fact that a lot of people view abortion as murder, they're willing to take that stance. I don't think it makes – I mean, people that used to blow up – remember back in the – I don't remember back in the day when I was a kid, used to turn on the news and hear all the time about people blowing up abortion clinics, because, but then not realizing it. World War II, it was 1972. So 84, 80, 82, 84, 85, it wasn't uncommon to turn on the news and hear about people going and blowing up abortion clinics. So you want to kill the baby and the mother and the doctor at the same time. That makes no sense to me. However, you still have, you still have that question that looms – and, our, and it seemed like our, our medical and biological community, because of the politics and because of the tenseness of this conversation, not willing to have this conversation like we're having this conversation. They're worried about the blowback and worried about being called this or called that, whatever. They're worried about the hate mail. They're worried about mail bombs coming to the house, whatever. They That's been that going on forever. Exactly. But, in, but people, we need that. I think we need more of that input to make a real, make the, make a real argument about, okay, when does – life begin but you can still be pro-life and uh support a woman's choice at the same time because it's all about the life it's about the quality of life sometimes and not the quantity of life you know we live in a country where they care more about their pets than children Uh, absolutely i've seen that you know and we'll give a dog a funeral and won't help utilize you another person. A child <laughs> won't have a starving child on the corner. Right. You know what I'm saying? So if you support a woman's choice, you know, you, you, you and it's kind of like you were saying back in the 80s, I remember when it was criminal to try to uplift yourself out of poverty. If you got one dollar over what the government said you could have, and now I'm sending you out of our house. And now where's the quality of life for the rest of your children? Mm-hmm. 
You know what I'm saying? We need to be farsighted and not be and not make this a political uh, football. I agree with that. And basically, that's what it is. Absolutely. It's a political football, and it to me is aimed at reversing rights that women should have for themselves. Mm-hmm. We should have that choice. This is our body. We take care of it. This is the same body where we raised our hand and pledged our allegiance to this United States of America. Sure. And the United I'm States sorry. of America owes us something. They owe us the right to choose what goes in and what comes out of our body. Bravo, bravo, National and, and I think a, a, United. When I called them Thursday, Rochelle and Sharon, I knew what I was getting for this show. Because I know Rochelle and Sharon weren't going to cut their teeth about what's what's right. Hmm. It's your choice, your body. I knew they were going to stand up. Hmm. Go ahead, ladies. But, but don't. But I still got to throw in the fact that we still have to get to that argument. When does a child's life begin? You know what I'm saying? That's just, that's to say because like if we're going to be unbiased and, and keep it real, then that is still always going to be that question is always going to be on the table. Otherwise, why have any restrictions on abortion? It begins when I say it begins because it's our body. That's what Rochelle and Sharon are saying based mm-hmm. on just women and then women veteran. Mm-hmm. You can serve this country, but you can't determine whether you want to have a baby or not. Are you serious with this piece? Really? Okay. At 37, I thought I was pregnant. I was on birth control pill. But guess what? I was going to have an abortion because Glenda don't want any children. Never have. That didn't make me a bad person. That meant as a woman, my uterus, my choice. That's just the bottom line. It's my business. And I have to answer to God. Nobody else. This is my uterus. Go ahead, Rochelle and uh, Sharon. We're going to end the show. And let's just say this. This is the biggest distraction ever to get away from looking at violence, inequality, and poverty. That's what this is doing. It's trying to take away what's really important here because our bodies shouldn't be important to anybody but us. That's right. That's right. And so if they put as much processes in place to deal with these other issues that are everybody's business, then we wouldn't be having this conversation. But, Russia, this is what I don't like. They are adamant about almost setting themselves on fire about pro-life, pro-life. But then when the mm-hmm. baby get here, you want to be racist? You want to be prejudiced. Exactly. You don't provide housing. You don't want. You don't provide education. You don't give a damn Absolutely. about that child if it's a certain color. But yet you yes. you want to stand on pro life. You are a damn hypocrite. Yes. Yep. Because pro life means if that's what that means, that means from the that means from birth okay, to that death. That means the life in general. That's, that's right. right. That's right. Now we're gonna bring you back because we're gonna keep this moving. I didn't mm-hmm. got a little heated up in here. Let me calm down. Okay. Uh, <laughs> mm-hmm. Sharon and, and Rochelle. And it's Yes, ma'am. We have to, it, it's, it, time is, is out. So I want to thank everybody, the uh, technical producer, our digital media producer, Sean. And you, 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 you stood your ground, but Rochelle and Sharon set you on fire and left you burning today. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know if they set me on fire. This, like, I don't, like I said, like I said, we, in a this, loving the way, reason, this is the reason why we have this debate in this country is because the, di- the, the diametric question is, when does a child's life begin? We'll if you take this. that question away, then we- that's, there is no argument.
Thank everybody for listening to America's Heroes Group. Love you guys. Have a blessed weekend. Thank you for listening to America's Heroes Group podcast. Don't forget to subscribe so you won't miss an episode. And for more details, visit americashg.org.